Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 252, recorded live on Sunday, April 15th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who was planning on recording on Saturday, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who was planning on running a half marathon instead, Andy Lowe. Hi. Would have been nice to know. Yeah, I did it again. That's all right. I've done it countless times prior. Just so you know, my next half marathon is on a Sunday. Okay, so we can record on Saturday. Yes, it's also in Kalamazoo, so that means I'm not going to be driving anywhere. Okay, even better. How did you do? I did 2 hours, 23 minutes, and 43 seconds. I can't imagine running for two and a half hours. It's not hard. I just do about, what is that? Two hours, 23 minutes. That's uh, 120 plus another 23, 143. 143 divided by 13.1. 10.91 minutes per mile, which isn't bad. Almost 11 minutes a mile. Mm -hmm. Not my personal best, which is uh, two hours and 10 minutes. But still pretty damn good. Yeah. I had the flu. You haven't been doing a lot of running lately anyways. No, I don't think... When was the last time I actually did any training runs? Probably not in a while. Let's see. Half marathon today. Training workout was on March 28th. So it had been... Two weeks. Two and a half weeks since I last ran. Yep. I saw you did some push-ups. I did push-ups. I didn't it. do much. That was it. That's all I've done. It's like 10 push-ups. It's been a long week over here. I mean, I I do, like, curls every so often, and I don't post that because it's, like, five pounds or eight pounds, so, which is hardly worth noting. So? So? Points are points. Uh, yes, if you're playing the game for points. Gee, Andy, I mean, is, are, are these points so important to you? No. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, at least track it. Eh. Wh- which is the more important, tracking it or doing it? doing it there you go but doing it means well tracking it's a way of keeping tabs on yourself yes that's why anyway uh for for what it's worth in case you hadn't found out already photocracy has opened itself up it is out of closed beta i don't know if it's technically out of beta but they've basically released it to the public so that's news item one that's not even a topic no but yeah and that was Oh, man, it was raining, too. Oh, oh you poor thing. <sighs> That's the part where you're, like, running under a bridge. You're like, yay, no rain. And then 10 seconds later, you're like, oh, rain. <laughs> Damn it. it. takes you 10 seconds to cross a bridge? No, going under a bridge because we... Right, right. And that's why I said, like, to go perpendicular to the bridge. We're talking, like, a four-lane road bridge. Okay, that I could believe. I'm just thinking, like, a you know, dinky two-lane bridge or something. Like, what? No, we cross under what I think is a U.S. route. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's definitely four lanes. Even four-lane. 10 seconds. But yeah, oh, it was cold and rainy. And by the time we got out of the hotel, it was bright and sunny and, you know, like 60 degrees outside. Perfect running weather. And we're all done. So, yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be a... Hopefully there's no rain for the full marathon. That would suck. That would yes. Be, four hours in the rain? Uh, four and a half, five. Five hours in the rain? Yeah. Yes, that would indeed suck. Yeah, yes, it would. It was raining pretty hard here last night. We had some really impressive thunder. Yeah, I slept right through whatever came over us. I'd be surprised if it got all the way to you. No, we had rain last night. Oh. Saw that when I was taking out the trash this morning. All right, then it did make its way over to you. You're welcome. 
Thanks, Dave. I feel personally responsible for all weather that shows up in Kalamazoo now. So if I am late to work... It's my of, fault. Yes. I'll make sure well, to let my boss know. My and Lake Michigan. Mountain Dew? Yes. Mm. Okay. So you went running yesterday. I went driving yesterday. I test drove. This is my continuation of my quest to find a car. Okay. I test drove a Ford Focus, a Ford Fusion, and a 2012 Prius. Ah. And as a, a word of advice, if you're ever going to actually go and buy a new car, don't buy the Focus. Don't even look at the Focus. Why is that? It is not worth it. <laughs> Why is that? It, it's a tiny car. It's. I mean, it, it's an economy car. It's. It's for. Yeah. If you don't have the money, if you need a cheaper car but still want to buy new, you buy a Focus. Actually, isn't the Chevy Aveo cheaper? <laughs> You are asking the wrong person. Oh, let me go to cars.com and see what the cheapest is. No, I don't want a $100,000 Audi A8. Oh, sorry, Nissan Versa right now for me is the cheapest at 12000 Okay. Yeah, don't – it was not a comfortable ride. No. I mean, I if you want to feel the road, it's actually a pretty good car. I know that there are people out there who really want to feel every bump in the road. Uh, if you're driving a sports car on a racetrack, yes. Yeah, and that's what Laura just said. Like, then get a Corvette. <laughs> If you want to feel every bump, get yourself a vet. Uh, a Focus works, actually. It'll, it'll show you every bump in the road. <laughs> Especially if you get a Ford Focus SHO, which is their souped-up version. Mm, I wasn't aware there was a souped-up version. Oh, yeah. wasn't sure this car could be souped-up. <laughs> I think it's a Ford Focus SHO. Yep. Or is it the Ford Focus ST? I don't know. It's one of those things where people are like, hey, let's soup up a tiny car. Hot hatch is what they're called. Interesting. Yeah. Is there a huge market for this souped-up tiny cars? In Europe, yes, because everybody needs a tiny car. Well, True. Well, because the streets are tiny. Yeah. But this is not Europe. This is the United States of America. Yeah, but This still, is America. We got big roads. But still, you see things that start in Europe and slowly come over, i.e. drifting, rice burners, tiny cars. The Fiat 500's coming over here. Granted, it's not really selling, but it's still that oh, idea. Yeah, 500's here. coming over here because we have Chrysler, which is owned by Fiat now. Yeah, but people want the European fuel economy. People don't know what they want. No, they want a magical car that can do everything. Yep. And they won't get it. Nope. So what do you think of the new Prius? Which version did you drive of the new Prius? So, okay, to clarify for any listener who's unfamiliar with the Toyota naming convention, which is the most convoluted thing I've ever seen, there are now, so there was the original Prius, Generation 1. Yes. There's the Generation 2 Prius which was from like 2006 to 2011, somewhere around there? Uh, 2003 to 2009. 2003 to 2009? Yes. Okay. There's the Generation 3 Prius then, which is from 2010 on. Yes. Except that the 2012 Prius, which is still considered Generation 3, is a different model. In addition to this, there is now the Prius plug-in, the Prius C and the Prius V, not to be confused with the Model 5, because there, of all of these, there is also it's the, the trim is 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. So, I test drove a 2012 Prius 3. Gotcha. And it was really nice. <laughs> I would hope so. They've been trying to get the stuff figured out for so long. Yeah, well, they, they've done a very good job of it. 
Um, it looked more like an airplane cockpit than a car in the sense that there are a lot of buttons. The We looked at the, the glove compartment and opened it up. The car's manual comes with a DVD. <laughs> I don't know if this is typical nowadays or not, but the car's manual came with a DVD. I'm How expecting to like your car. Yeah, well, like a you need it for a car like this. It, there are just so many options. I mean, you can just get in it and drive, and you'll do fine. But there are so many different ways of like optimizing and getting everything where you need it to be and shit like that. Um, so did it have the solar panel on the roof or no? I no, I, I decided not to get that version. Well, to test drive that version because you still haven't made a decision about what car you're going to get, have you? Right. Gotcha. Correct. But I, cho- I did choose not to test. Well, I didn't, they didn't have one with it for me to test drive. But I, even if I get the Prius, I'm not getting that. What, you don't want to have a solar panel to run a ventilation fan while the car is parked? Hey, you know it. what? It's that's just all it not, does. It's, it does more than that. No, that's all it does. That's solar all it does. Is, the Prius also includes a solar panel on the roof of the car, which can only provide enough power to run the ventilation fan while the car is parked keep the interior cooler in sunny warm conditions no but andy andy yes that's the amount of power it provides that is not necessarily the only thing it does i'd be surprised if it did anything else other than run that fan i would be surprised if it didn't help charge the battery while the car was running (laughs) you know how many watts the huge solar panels do give off it's not going to be enough to yes i'm well aware of that andy I work at a place that has a huge solar field. Believe me, I, I understand. They, they don't give off that much power. Yeah. I remember SimCity 2000. I'd have like a quarter of the map made out of solar panels. Oh, SimCity 2000. But no, it was actually a really nice drive. Uh, the car has fantastic pickup. It was pretty comfortable. It was smooth. It was about as smooth as the Fusion was. Now, are you okay not having a spare tire? You know, I was thinking about that. I actually am okay with it uh, in the sense that I will probably end up just going and buying a spare tire. And there's enough room in the, the trunk, since it's a hatchback, to just leave a spare tire. But then you just got a tire chilling in your trunk. not an- Hatchback, Andy. Oh, sorry. It, it yes. has, well, it has a, a compartment. Like, the floor comes up. Oh. So you can put in a spare tire. Huh. So, yes, I'm okay with there being no spare tire. So why did you decide to look at hybrids? It's a very good question, because uh, the Free Press actually had an article in it not too long ago. I think it was the Free Press. It might have been the Times, about how long it takes to recoup the difference in price mm-hmm. for a hybrid. And, I mean, all the tax credits are long gone. Those ended in 2010. I just kind of like the idea of it. You like and the it, idea you, you of do, Well, you do recoup that loss. It does take time, but you do recoup that loss. Yes. So if I'm looking at a car that will last me the next 10 years, I actually can recoup that loss. Why do you ask, Andy? Well, because actually one of our topics, which I had posted completely unknowing of Dave's current situation. Right, hold on, i got to find it. There it is on the list, second to last. Um, hybrid owners. There was a automotive research company that tracked the new registration records of 75,000 current hybrid owners who purchased a new vehicle last year. Okay? So they yep. had a pool of 75,000 hybrid owners, people who, own, who owned a hybrid. And, and no bought, longer do. Or bought they, they bought a new car. They don't own that hybrid. No. Of those people, only 35% of hybrid owners bought another hybrid. Yes. That is what the article states. And Toyota Prius owners, which to those people who are like, oh, if you're going to buy a hybrid, buy a, buy Prius. a Prius. Evidently, that's the case because they, they made 
more returning choices. Um, they made less, 25%. No. Andy, that's when you remove the Prius owners. Oh, you're right. So Not the bad. Prius brought it up from 25% to 33%. Sorry, I misread that line. My apologies. Yeah. So here's the the thing that they aren't displaying, and I don't know if they they looked at this in the data. When did these people buy their first hybrid? That is an excellent question. Because if these 75,000 people bought their hybrids back in 2005, 2008, somewhere along there, traditional gas engines have actually made a lot of improvement in the last four years. Yeah, and the original hybrids... Did not have very good mileage. No. Not compared to what you can... I mean, the, the, the Prius I was looking at is rated for 51 miles per gallon on the highway. And let's see what a... Let's see what a 2000 and we'll say 2005 Prius MPG is for the highway. Welcome to the Car Talk edition of RA Podcast. <laughs> I think we have a title already. Well, Come on, back. fuel economy. Okay, here we go. Hybrid, 2005 Toyota Prius, 45 on the highway. Yeah, you can reach that almost now on just regular cars. <laughs> Yeah, there's diesels now that can do 40, 50 miles per gallon. So of these people who, who got rid of their hybrids and bought non-hybrids, I'd like to know what they had and what they bought. You know, I have a feeling it's not that they all sold their hybrids and then went and bought, like, Hummers. That would be a little ridiculous. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's an interesting thing, though, is, is that they did kind of abandon the hybrids. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, I love this. They have the um, cars with the least amount of fuel efficiency. Yeah. The Bugatti Veyron's on the top of the list for least fuel efficient. Okay. Because it's an 8-liter, 16-cylinder engine. Holy crap! <laughs> Are you running a propeller with that? It's a Bugatti Veyron. It's the fastest production car in the world. It can top out. Well, they've topped it out, I think, at like 220 miles per hour. Yeah. Well, when you're exploding, uh, what is it, eight liters, you said? Yeah. So it's, it's an eight liter, well, engine size, engine displacement is eight liters, but still that's... It doesn't correspond one to one, but I mean, like, just thinking about that, you're, you're oh God, <laughs> 16 cylinder, eight liter. Yeah, no. But yeah, we're talking about, okay, so four cylinder manual six speed station wagon, diesel, 42 on the highway. Yeah. And, you know, diesel's not that much more expensive than gas. Not at this moment, no. <laughs> Diesel for us right now is around four ten a gallon. Gas is around three eighty. Mm-hmm. So thirty cents difference per gallon. Over fifteen gallons. God, I gotta do the math. <laughs> thirty times fifteen, four hundred fifty. Four dollars fifty cents. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, yeah. So hybrid buyers not necessarily going back to hybrids, but again, that's. You know, we we don't know the details. Yeah, they they could have had the first generation Prius and hated it because it was, it was a first, a first generation, generation Prius. Prius. So yes, it's one of those things like, oh gosh, this box of candy tastes bad. I will never buy this <laughs> box of candy again. It might have just been a bad batch. Right now, if you go back again, if they look at people who have owned two hybrids in the past and then switched to gasoline. I expect that number to be very very small. Yeah, if you're buying a hybrid and then you buy a second hybrid. You, it seems like you're going to stick with hybrids at that point. I don't know. That's another thing to look at is three, three peats. Three okay. peats, three peat yeah. hybrids. Yeah. Hat tricks for hybrids. Oh, how did the wings do? <laughs> Sorry, you said hat trick. And my brain went hockey, wings, playoffs. <laughs> Short attention span, so, shiny sorry. objects. 
They're well. They're playing right now, actually. Okay. And Nashville's up one nothing. Which game and what's the series? Well, this is I think game three. Yeah, it's game three, and they're tied one all. Okay, then it's a little early to start worrying. I know. So, should we move on to another topic? Sure. Uh, how about the big news from this past week? Facebook spending one billion dollars with a B to purchase Instagram. And for those of you from a long time ago, that is not a British billion. This is the American billion, a thousand million. Oh, that was a fun one. Wait, is it a regular billion or a British billion? What? What the hell is a British billion? British billion is a million million. That's why there are no billionaires in Britain. Okay, so one billion dollars. Yes. Have you used Instagram? It has been released no, on Android now. I have not. It, I can't even think of the last time I was the last picture. I don't have my cell phone with me, so I can't check to see what the last picture I took was. I can look at the last picture I took. Most likely the last picture I took was of some part of a car. Oh, I know the last picture I took. I don't even need to look. What? Passover. Ah. I was walking around taking pictures of all my friends because I had all of my friends in one spot. Well, not all, but I had friends in one spot. You had a multitude of friends in one spot. I had, like, 12 friends in one spot. <laughs> so, yes, I took pictures of that. I yeah. did not, however, use Instagram filters. I'm not sure I see... I mean, you know, I, I trained in photography and spent two years learning how to use Photoshop. To, you know, put a sepia filter on just on there willingly. Right. Well, to, to actually be able to do this skillfully. Yeah. Not just press a button and have the computer decide automatically. One billion dollars. What would so, you do for with with a billion dollars? I, I don't know. That was that was the thing when uh everybody was going for the, the big huge lottery payout. Six hundred million lottery. Yeah, I was like, What would you what would you do with the money? Oh, God, I don't know. Pay off my debts first and foremost. But. Okay, and with the other 500, what is it? So it was 630 million if you're paying off your debts with the other 629 million and like 600,000? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so the question now becomes though, okay, so Facebook bought Instagram for a lot of money. Two questions. What are they going to do with it? Why did they do it and what are they going to do with it? Well, I think those two questions probably have a similar answer, but... They're going, I mean, Facebook is a for-profit company. Yes. So they are going to try and make a profit. But how? Because Instagram doesn't really have any... There's no way to market it. No. I mean, there's... It's an app that does things, but it's got no central hub. Maybe that's what they're going to do. They're going to make Facebook the central hub of Instagram. Well, I mean, Facebook is the central hub of Instagram already. Think about it, Andy. Where do all these people put their photos once they've taken them? On Facebook. On Facebook. So Facebook pretty much is the central hub of Instagram. They might have purchased it just out of convenience. It's a very expensive convenience, though. <laughs> I don't know. I think Zuckerberg just wanted it. Because I can't see any way that Facebook is going to monetize this. Short of turning it into a subscription service or uh, well, having members perks. Mark Zuckerberg said on his Facebook feed on Monday, we're committed to building and growing Instagram independently. So maybe this is kind of like um, when Amazon bought Woot. They just said, okay, we bought Woot. We're going to make money off them, but you guys do whatever you're doing. Okay, so you, you keep you. on trucking. We're just going to take your profits. Yeah. I don't know. I think that this is just a, a terrible, terrible thing, but incredible waste of money. 
congratulations to the guys who actually wrote Instagram because they are now friggin' millionaires. Why can't we come up with an idea like that, Andy? Oh. Okay, next topic. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Do we have anything Facebook-related? Well, talking about a billion dollars, there's this Apple and... Oh, not Apple, AOL and Microsoft. Oh, my what? bad on... Sorry. Yeah, AOL and Microsoft. I gotta fix that. AOL? What the hell is AOL? It will announce it will sell more than 800 patents to Microsoft for $1 billion in cash. Yep. This entire deal is only about patents. $1 billion in patents. 800 patents. So how much is that per... One zero zero zero. About a hundred and twenty million dollars per patent. Let's let's see. That's nine zeros in a billion, right? Yes. Divided by eight hundred patents. Why do I keep on doing the question mark rather than the slash? Yep, one point two five million a patent. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Why do these people have so much money? Because they're selling things that don't physically exist. Including, well, patents, there is a physical piece of paper that says it's a patent, but it's something that doesn't actually exist in the physical world most of the time. Right. Well, crap. (laughs) Advertising, search, social networking, mapping, and multimedia streaming. It's crazy. It's disgusting. We need to stop talking about these topics. Otherwise, I'm going to just get angry. (laughs) You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, man, that's coming out. Yes, this month. Woo! Like April 24th or something. Okay, on a side note, the one of the theaters, we're finally getting an IMAX, quote-unquote IMAX theater in Kalamazoo. Yeah. What do you mean quote-unquote? It's either IMAX or it isn't. Oh, no, my friend. No, it uh, is it an IMAX projector? Just Google Limax, L-I-E-M-A-X. Limax. IMAX or Limax? Yes. Because there is the 70mm IMAX, as in the IMAX theater in the Henry Ford Museum, that is 70mm frame. Right. That's the size of the negative, well, technically the positive, because you're putting it through a projector. Right, but anyway. Whatever. 70mm. Then there is the digital IMAX. Okay. Which is basically having two, I think they're 4K projectors broadcasting onto a slightly larger screen. Okay. So it's not really an IMAX because it's lower resolution. Okay, IMAX Digital currently uses two 2K resolution projectors. So technically, because they're they're side by side, so or sorry, the two the two 2K images are projected over each other. Right. So we're looking at interpolation. <laughs> yes. Okay. Two two K projectors that are basically interlaced, and that's what the IMAX digital theaters are. Which, if you compare the digital theaters to an actual IMAX theater, it's night and day. But they're both quote unquote IMAX theaters. Mm. Yeah. Because you're going to have the Avengers released in IMAX. Yeah. But all they are is basically just upsampling regular film to display them the in digital. IMAX. Yeah. Now, the, the Dark Knight Rises, the, the the last Batman movie that's coming out. Yeah. That one has actually was shot. Entirely using, in IMAX. Wasn't not it? entirely in IMAX, no. but still, I think it's like 50 minutes of it have were shot in IMAX, which is ridiculous because the most so far has been 30 minutes of uh, Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible movie. Right. That had 30 minutes in IMAX. This is the thing that's going to have like 50, and it's going to be, it was shot in IMAX, and they're going to display it on true 70 millimeter IMAX. So it's, uh, 
It's one of those okay, things but, that people need so, to know about, but nobody cares about because they're like, oh, this is a better picture than 35 millimeter. Well, okay. A, is it a better picture? Yes. Okay. Watching a bigger screen, better sound using an actual larger. No, I mean the, the digital. Is, those, it, is yes, it a the, better than the 35 millimeter? Yes. yes or no? Yes, it is. Okay. Is it from the IMAX company? Yes, it is. Then I'm sorry to say, Andy, <laughs> it's IMAX. Now, is it is it dishonest? Yeah. Is it stupid? Yeah. Are they charging you way more money than they should charge you? Yes. Should you stand outside the theater with signs that say Limax? Well, that's up to you. <laughs> I have to work, so that wouldn't work. Right. Should you vote with your wallet and not see it in IMAX? Probably. Or see it in a theater that's a true IMAX theater? Or see it in a true IMAX theater. I think like the only one, one in here. the state of Michigan is actually over at the Henry Ford Museum. Uh, there's maps. IMAX or LIMAX. The guys who have been doing those maps have not updated them since, I think, 2008. Okay. Uh, there's one in Grand Rapids. There's one that's in a Lansing. digital IMAX. Is it? Technically a Limax, yeah. Oh, because it's actually real. when they Because um, it's the same company that's putting the one in Kalamazoo, so I actually posted yeah. on their fam- Facebook page. I'm like, is it the 70 millimeter IMAX or a digital IMAX? And they're like, it's just like our one in Grand Rapids, the digital IMAX. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, great. So the, the thing is that what they are using to call IMAX is the uh, where it fills your fills your field of vision. Okay. So I mean, if if that's the case, then no, most theaters in the country don't have an IMAX film. No. And really, I think you are making it, it's just not worth worrying about. I don't know. It's one of those things that the theaters are doing just to try and make more money. Yes. There's also did, I'm not sure if we talked about the how that some of the theaters are thinking about increasing the prices on 2D films in order to compensate. For the money that they're not making on 3D films. What? Yeah, they're not going to charge a... You know how you'd go to the theater and you'd see it in 3D and you'd get the 3D surcharge? Yeah. They're going to take that surcharge and just spread it out over all 2D films. So they don't have to charge you extra for a 3D film. So, uh, wait, no. Because then they're not charging you extra for a 3D film. They're charging you extra for every film. Yes. No. (laughs) That's what they're planning. That's what was talked about during the... I don't... I don't want to subsidize a 3D film in any way. Neither do I. I don't want to see it in 3D. Neither do I. Unless it was purposely shot in 3D. Then I'm starting to be on the fence about that. Uh Uh-huh. Have you seen Avatar in 3D yet? No, I haven't because I would want to actually see it, you know, with... A movie screen. Yes. Yeah, and it's a little late for that, isn't it? Yes, it is. Whose fault is that? My fault, because I'm like, oh, great, 3D films. Yeah. The only reason why it is the number one grossest film. Grossing. 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 There we go. (laughs) Number one grossest film. (laughs) I'm not sure which one that would be. That's the video version of Tub Girl. But anyway, (laughs) number one grossing film in 3D was Avatar. Oh, no, 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 no. Number one grossest film. Tub Girl v. Lemon Party. Oh, God. Two girls, one cup. Oh, God. There we go. Don't Google it. (laughs) Stupid shock videos. I'm glad those are kind of by the wayside now. Yep. Yeah. How many times, how many weeks, Andy, you really should go see this. I know you don't like 3D, but you really, really do want to see this. No, it's 3D. I'm not going to go see Ah, whatever. So what you need to do, what I need you to do, Andy, is go get, go to uh, to Best Buy, the one near you, okay. and ask them that you you want to demo the the 3D screen. So ask them to put the Blu-ray of Avatar in their best TV screen, okay, and watch it there. 
a ground squirrel is looking at me. So, speaking of Best Buy, yes, two oh, things. Fine, ignore the ground squirrel completely. Go for it. Well, I'm not staring at a ground squirrel. Well, there's one right out the window. It was staring at me. Now there's two out the window. <laughs> They're coming for you, Dave. Oh, crap. <laughs> Side note, it's your turn on Draw Something. Yeah, I, I haven't taken my turn in like three days. But speaking of Best Buy, yes, two things. So one, they announced, was it last week or two weeks ago, that they were going to close 50 stores? Yes. This week, two things. First off, the Best Buy CEO has resigned. Because of a sex scandal? Yes. People, he, he, just, this was just after their earnings announcement, just after they said, we're going to close 50 stores, and then all of a sudden, boom, CEO resigns. Everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> um, uh. Why? What's well, this about? he was spending company money to have a mistress, That's who was also a co-worker. Yes. So, good job. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. We cannot say anything for certainty, but done is done. His okay. last name is done. Cute. Yeah. And then they also announced which 50 stores are closing. Yes. Good news. None in Michigan. Yes, none in or Michigan. Or Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin. Andy and I are safe. But Screw you to everyone else. There's six in Minnesota. There's like three in Montana. I didn't know there were three Best Buys in Montana. They're closing the one in Puerto Rico. Three of them in Virginia. Five of them in Illinois. No, six of them in Illinois. Jeez. Including in one of them that's on Lafayette Avenue in Chicago. Ooh. That's like downtown now, remember, Chicago, Remember, this was not like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, we're going bankrupt, let's close stores. This is the, oh shit, oh shit, we see a downward trend in our stores, let's get rid of these while we can before we lose too much, and then open up a lot of smaller locations. Yes, like the best, they said all of the Best Buy mobiles are going to stay open. There's actually one near here, a Best Buy mobile. I know, there's one in our mall, it's, which is yeah. down the street from the Best Buy store. Same thing, same thing, we have a, a Best Buy, and it, that parking lot is adjacent to a mall, and in that mall is Best Buy mobile. There is less than a mile between them, and you can walk. It's through a parking lot to get from one to the other. I do have to say now, though, I was in a Best Buy in the last week. Were you? Yes. Doing what? Well, Kate was looking at getting an e-reader. Ah. And she's like, well, I'm looking at these reviews online, but I can't actually, like... Hold it in your hand. Hold it. Yes. And so we went to Barnes & Noble and looked at the nooks. Okay. And But she's like, well, the Kindle's on Amazon. Amazon doesn't have a store. I'm like, aha. But you can go to Target or Best Buy. Yes, and, and look, look at, at them the there. Yep. Is it, did Best Buy have the Kindle Fire on display? Yes, it did. It's a neat little tablet. She got the Kindle Touch. Ooh. Well, congratulations on your Kindle. And she's gotten me into logic puzzles now. Logic puzzles? Yes. Oh, dear. They l remind me a lot of how I used to play Clue. Oh, this is like the Knights and Knaves puzzles? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I had those for a class. One of my professors loved them. Yeah, if you go to logicpuzzles.org, you can find a bunch of ones online. Yep. Good teaching tip, actually. It's a good way to distract students. Logic puzzles? Yep. Yeah, I could see that. That and Sudoku's had a class, that math class that was... Yeah, unless they pull out their phone, take a picture with Google goggles, and get the answer. That's what I said when I... Because I'm like, okay, boom, I'll let you guys... I went to one of the expert ones in the back, but I didn't tell them that. <laughs> I'm like, look, I've got this book of easy Sudokus. Didn't tell them that there were challenging ones in the back. And I'm like, if you guys can solve the Sudoku, I'll let you just have the rest of the, the class. Rest of the day. The, yeah, the rest of the class period, whatever. And so no I put using it on your the, phones. I, yeah, no using your phones. you got to do this logically. You guys can work together, though, and figure it out. Yep. 
entire rest of the class period. They're all just sitting there in groups trying to figure it out. And I'm just in there going, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> Things you'll learn. Just distract them long enough, and your time's over, and it doesn't matter. So, other things that came out this week. Yes. Reminds me, did I, did I fix that Apple? I, I need to fix don't that. Know. The AOL Microsoft one, I need to fix that. Yes. But Apple, though, actually was in the news this week because they got sued by, this is the good part, the Justice Department. Woo! The government sued Apple and five publishers. Publishers of books. ebook publishers. Speaking of ebooks, yes. I suppose. Uh, yeah, price fixing. Yep. I, I was listening to NPR Marketplace. I think they put it best. It's a free market, so you can set your price to be whatever you want because the, the market will determine whether it sells. Uh, unless you collude with everyone else who is also setting their prices and all agree to set your prices higher than you normally would, which is what they did. Yeah. And so they are being sued by the Department of Justice. It's funny if you just read some of the stuff that's on there. It's like, okay, so they had their business going on, and then Amazon came out and said, you know what? We'll let authors independently publish, and we'll only charge $10 for an ebook. Mm-hmm. And you see these publishers go, oh, hell no. You're not taking out our business. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four right, snaps the, in a Z formation. The, uh-uh. It's only three snaps, Andy. Oh, is it three snaps in a Z formation? It feels like there should be four. It should be. Well, because it's not really a Z. It's a sideways V. It's like a greater than or less than. Oh, maybe it is four. I don't know. I've always done three, and it scares the hell out of people out here. Here we go. Four snaps in a Z formation. Okay. I'll have to add a fourth. Or sorry, men on film. I'll have to add a fourth. (laughs) But, oh. So, yeah, Amazon pushed the... (laughs) What? No, I know. I can't pull off gay. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> that was Kate coming in here going, you guys can't pull that off. <laughs> okay, so Amazon wanted to push the prices lower. So and then all the people called each other up and said, um, what about this whole Apple thing with the iBooks? And Apple's like, okay, we'll, we'll let you charge whatever you want, but we want 30% of the price. Which actually for them was costing them, was they were making less money that way. And Apple was making 30% of all the price. It's ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. Yes. Not only that, there's I think 14 attorney generals, state attorney generals that are wanting um, restitution for the higher prices. And I highly doubt the publishers are going to pay people. No. Oh, so stupid. Now you see, rather than, you know evolving they just went okay something's happening and instead of you know working with amazon or talking to amazon or anything we're just going to go behind your back and try and collude with the other guy oh so stupid yes sorry kate threw me off now with that whole snap of thing all right what else we got ah that's a good question what do we have we have steam yeah the steam box i thought they quashed the steam box well, they did until there was a job posting this week on Valve's website looking for a hardware electronics engineer, which specifically pointed to job skills such as hardware design, prototyping, testing, and production across a wide range of platforms. Including input, output, and platform hardware. Yes. <sighs> I mean, this could be anything, though. This could be like uh, the, the WoW keychain for authentication. All right, so here we go. This is the actual job posting that is still on the Valve website, all right? Yeah. For years, Valve has been all about writing software that provides great gameplay experiences. Now we're developing hardware to enhance those experiences, and you can be a key part of making that happen. Okay, but that's... 
I mean, think about the hardware that they use on their end. This could be designing server racks for all we know. Yeah, there's nothing that says it's uh, consumer side. Right. Maybe they need someone to help them design testing equipment. Maybe they need someone to design an authenticator. There, I mean, this is still a rumor. This is not worth worrying about. Join our highly motivated team that's doing hardware design, prototyping, and testing, and production across a wide range of platforms. We're not talking about Me Too mice and gamepads here. Help us invent whole new gaming experiences. Not worth worrying about. I put no faith in the idea that this is for a Steam box. Right underneath it, though, they have a mechanical hardware engineer position open. Okay. Which is proficiency in 3D modeling software as it relates to mechanical design of consumer electronics. Okay, that is a bigger hint. (laughs) (laughs) Experience with shop tools, CNC machinery, and toolpath construction. So this is somebody who's actually mechanically building some sort of prototype hardware. Yep. Consumer-based. Yes. Okay, that's a little better. (laughs) Oh, you know how Valve has yet to release the Meet the Pyro? Yes. Someone pointed out to me why that is. Why is it? When you, you play, talk. Well, no, when you play Team Fortress 2, yeah. and you have all of the units across the top of the screen to choose from, guess which number the Pyro is? What? Three. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Man, they really do not like the number three. Mm-mm. What do we have to? Counter-Strike 3, Half-Life 3, Team Fortress 3, Left 4 Dead 3? Yep. Not even Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3 isn't where we need to be yet. Half-Life 2, Episode 3. That's what I'm still waiting for. All these people are like, oh, Half-Life 3, Half-Life 3. Guys, they're still on Episode 2. Or, yeah, Half-Life 2, Episode 3. Let's get that out first. And, you know, they didn't, you know, like, leave it on any sort of non-cliffhanger. Oh, of course not. Why would they ever leave it on a cliffhanger? How did Episode 2 end, anyways? Um, Remember with the death? All right. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't remember any. That's why I asked. And that's why I tried to give you it as spoiler-free as possible. Yeah, something dies. Yes. Dog. Dog's a robot. Anyway. (laughs) I should go back and play through episode one and two. Just go play through all of them again. Well, because I can play through Half-Life 2 in, like, a sitting. It's a short game once you know where to go and how to beat all the puzzles. (laughs) That's what I... Oh, man, when I got a portal for the Xbox. (laughs) Like... 30 minutes later, done. Doom, 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 doom. It's like, oh, I'm done with that level. Doom, doom, doom. Done with that one. Do, 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 do. So go, use the shortcut here. Have you ever seen the speedruns of Portal? Oh my god. Those people are fucking insane. It's like, you gotta be precise with your shots, because he's running around the corner, fires one off, and runs over here, fires one off there. And it's, it's like, how are you doing that? Cheating. They are using hacks. <laughs> So, Sony. Yes. We think of Sony just as the PS3 and the PSP, right? No. Okay, good. I have a Sony television. Well, there you go. I have a Sony audio recorder. There you go. I have a Sony Walkman, a Sony Discman. Sony is a huge company, even beyond just Sony uh, Entertainment and Sony Electronics. Uh, Spider-Man was a Sony picture. Well, Sony announced yeah. that it's going to cut 10,000 jobs as it projects a loss of $6.4 billion Ow. for the year. Ow. It will be the fourth straight year of losses for the company. Ow. Yeah. that's 10,000 jobs is 6% of its total global workforce. 
And the CEO is like, look, we're going to change this. And one of the things they're doing is reducing oh, the number of televisions and then reducing its phone footprint because... So Sony Ericsson's getting smaller? Yes. Okay. Poor Kaz. He is to be such a busy person. Yeah. So they're going to cut back on the televisions, phones, but they're going to increase... Games. Games and digital cameras. Right. Because Because where does Sony make their money? money? The games. Yeah. Sony's entertainment and financial services divisions remain stable and posed for future growth. So they're going to chop off what isn't working and increase what is. So is... (laughs) Sony being everywhere is no longer going to be true. Well, hopefully it's no longer going to be true, because then otherwise Sony's going to be nowhere. (laughs) And how crazy would that be? Granted, it's it's as crazy as watching Kodak disappear. It's as crazy as watching Kodak disappear, but let's think about this. What happened to Sega? Oh, God, yeah. Right? What's happened now to Sony? What happened to Atari? Well, Atari was before Nintendo, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. That these are people who went in direct competition with Nintendo. (laughs) What happens? They disappear. And somehow Nintendo's still sticking around. Nintendo, well, because Nintendo actually does innovate, sort of. Most of it's just ripping off their ideas from the 1980s. When's the Wii U coming out? Next year? This Christmas? One or the other? I don't know. No word on a PS4 or an uh, Xbox 365. So no Durango or Orbis or whatever. Orbis or what was the Sony one called? Oh. I don't remember. So YouTube Live. Yes. Which I only saw once when I watched the presidential speech on YouTube. Okay. Hey, are the Olympics going to be on YouTube this year? Oh. That would be really cool. NBC not, would have a NBC, cow. Well, NBC puts all their stuff on across all their channels. And they post a bunch of stuff online at the same time. So if you can't watch what you're what you want to watch, something is wrong because they're putting. NBC does the Olympics, I think, right. Okay. Because they put some important stuff during prime time where people actually want to sit down and watch it. But then if you if you care about something, you're going you to be able to watch it. it. Yeah. Good for them. That's what I liked about curling is I t- I wanted to watch Russia versus Japan in curling. <laughs> Why? I was able to. Side note, curling's on photocracy right as the season ends. Oh God. I could have just I could have been all over that, but nope. You now poor thing. Until next year. Yeah. But um YouTube is experimenting with pay per view live events. Hmm. I've never actually seen any sort of pay per view event. There's what wrestling. Isn't it mostly like boxing? Boxing, wrestling, cage fighting. I think that's it. So if you're interested in those, there could you could go to YouTube and watch them. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know Ustream already did this, but didn't think it was that big. But now YouTube is big, and they're going to start doing it. So, I don't know. I thought it was somewhat newsworthy. Sure. Uh, let's see. What else can we go through quickly? Do, 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 do. What else we got? Oh, most anticipated games of 2012. Topping so, the list. Well, do we want to start at the top or start at the bottom? Uh, we can. Well, that chart there isn't the, the full list, because Nielsen actually broke it down by um, console. console. Okay. But I like how one, two... Three, four. Are annual titles? No. Four of them don't even have a release date. Really? Halo 4 doesn't have a release date. To be determined. Fable The Journey doesn't have a release date. Tomb Raider doesn't have a release date. Epic Mickey 2 doesn't have a release date. Yep. So it's worth noting, um, Madden NFL 13 and NCAA Football 13 are both on this list. So is NBA Live 13. And NBA Live, I mean, these are, these are yearly releases. How can you be anticipating this? How can there be suspense? Oh. 
Isn't there always a campaign every year to take the day off that Madden comes out? Not that I'm aware of. Like the Madden sick day or something like that? Again, not that I'm aware of. It's Madden sick day. Official Madden day sick... Or official Madden sick day consent form. What? Tomorrow is Madden day, the unofficial national holiday where people stay up late to buy a copy of the Madden video game and call in sick to work. Oh, uh, MLB is doing their million dollar pitch thing. I know. But they're doing it differently because... (laughs) It was kind of ridiculous that people did it in the first day. Yeah, so how are they doing it differently? I think it's actually at like live events that you have to go to or something like that, but it, it's, they're no, doing it differently. There are people doing it from home. I've seen the broken controllers that have resulted from this from people who get to like the 11th inning. Right, here we go. What's the twist? Okay, the, for the first past few years, the company has awarded a cool million to the first player who pitches a perfect game. This year, the company is kicking that contest up a notch, letting gamers submit their perfect games and ranking them to find the eight finalists that will compete in a live New York tournament for the $1 million grand prize. Ooh. So you'll, you can pitch So a much for going game. and renting it. Yeah. You, you can rent a game and then input a code, and the, your perfect game will be analyzed and ranked based on difficulty and other factors. And then the top eight will get flown to New York City and... Compete there. Yeah, so there you go. That's what they're doing now. I knew there was some live aspect of it. So what games are you looking forward to on this list? I'm interested in Halo 4. Yes, of course. Assassin's Creed 3 I'm interested in. Assassin's Creed 3. And then I don't think anything... I I am really amused that Battleship is on here. Because you know it's going to be Battleship from the movie. Yeah. Play the video game based on the movie, based on the game. Slightly interested in Max Payne 3, but I gotta finish Max Payne 2 first. Bioshock Infinite. Interested in that. Uh, Prototype 2. Very much Prototype 2. Have not played Prototype. I thought that's a PS3 only title. Uh, Prototype was released on the 360. Infamous was PS3 only. Gotcha. Which, I remember they came out at the same time and they were... And it was the same game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw a trailer for Prototype 2 today. A live action trailer. I'm interested in Epic Mickey, the musical. Really? I'm curious. Yes. I'm I'm curious. Okay, I'm curious about it we'll go with that sure all right um there's a producer from sony Mm -hmm. who basically would watch these startup developers come and then go and he made basically a top 10 list of lessons all developers should follow things like once you're done write a post-mortem so other people can learn from your mistakes not just other people that you can learn from your mistakes yeah start early start small clarify everyone's role create and maintain a long-term plan I, I'm interested in this in the sense that it applies to more than just making games. Yeah. A lot of this is like rules for getting along in life. It's almost like any sort of any project almost could work by some of these. Yeah. And would certainly benefit from them. Yeah. So developers that are listening, take heed, read it. Hopefully you'll learn something. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, FBI has put out a statement about smart meters, the, the little electric meter things measuring how much energy you're using. Yep. Those smart grid things and the smart energy things can be hacked, it seems. Oops. <laughs> Sometime in 2009, an electric utility in Puerto Rico asked the FBI to help investigate widespread incidents of power theft. Power it, theft? Well, people would install them because they were going out and installing the meters, and the meter installers would basically go, hey, if you guys uh, give me a little something, I'll, uh, I'll fix your meter so it's not charging you as much. Wow. So the individuals are charging $300 to $1,000 to reprogram the residential meters and about $3,000 to reprogram commercial meters. Would you end up saving that much money, though?
Well, if you're a commercial company. Commercial, yeah. But the, the residents charging $1,000 to fix the meter. Let's see. I've actually got our weekly power consumption in a spreadsheet because I've been keeping ta- tabs on it ever since we moved. I think we're about 60 bucks a month or so. Mm-hmm. So if you cut that in half, we'll say saving 30 bucks a month times 12 months a year. It would take you three years to make up the difference. If they're charging me $1,000. Yeah. If they're charging me $300. You do it in a year. After a year. And there's only two of us here, and this is a small apartment. So if you're thinking like a full-size house, $300. But, I, oh, that's hilarious. It's like, oh, smart meters, they're going to save us money. Well, they'll save someone money. <laughs> yep. I love how, okay, so there's the one method using infrared light connected to a laptop, a lot, a lot, a lot. There's another one that involves placing a strong magnet on the device, which causes it to stop measuring usage while still providing electricity to the to the customer. This is what quality assurance testing is for, people. This is why you don't just hire someone to design something. You hire someone else to break it. So they would disable the meter at night with air conditioning units are in operational and then remove the magnets during working hours when the customer is not home and the meter might be inspected by a technician from the power company. <laughs> Because they're not going to go and look at night. Yeah. Right? They'll say, like, oh, well, this was weird. We'll go check it in the morning. And since the meter is, continues to report electric usage, it seems to be operating normal, just the person's using less electricity. And, since and you the know, it's is, night, yeah. right? Maybe they shut everything off. Yeah. Spot check of meters conducted by the utility found that approximately 10% of the meters had been altered. Oh, goodness. So this isn't so much hacking as corrupt installers. Corrupt installers and people going, oh, I can fix this with a magnet? All right. Yep. Wow. So let's see. You can break through government doors with a hammer. <laughs> you can fix your power meter with a with magnet. magnet. Wasn't there something that you could break with a paperclip? Many things you can break with a paperclip. You see, you can pop bicycle locks with a pen cap. Really? Yeah. There's some of the older uh, circular keys. I think it's just like the cap of a ballpoint pen somehow worked in there. can pop it open. <laughs> Okay. So you can break master locks with a beer can and a pair of scissors. Yes, I've seen that. Or a Coke can. Any piece of aluminum. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. All right, shall we move on? The Navy wants to hack your Xbox. I saw this. I don't know why. Navy is hiring. So first off, it's not the Navy doing this. It's a Navy hiring a company to do this. Paying them $177,000, basically. To hack into video game systems. Yes. And retrieve information online and offline. Yes. Why? In case terrorists are using Xbox Live to pass information around. That's the NSA, not the Navy. Which is why I was very confused that the Navy is doing this. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, random topic? Uh, last or random th- review? Last thing, the government's stopping paper checks. Good for that. Yeah, it's no surprise Save trees. at all. Yeah. Heck, everybody's doing their taxes with direct deposit now. So. Yep. Which, by the way, uh, direct deposit's awesome. I'm happy for it. Uh, Wisconsin yeah? won't let me e-file. What? Because I'm a part-year resident. <laughs> I had to print out and mail in my tax forms. I did that just because TurboTax was going to charge me 20 bucks, and I don't want to pay 20 bucks in order to pay $97. Mm. See, I'm getting money back. Well, we're getting federal money back, but it's not state yeah. money. No, I'm getting both federal and two states back. Now, see, if I was going to get state money back, I might have paid the $20, but right. I'm not going to pay money to pay money. Yeah, just, no, I, I paid money to get money back. Yeah. But Wisconsin's like, nope, you can't e-file. <laughs> You're only here for part of the year. Well, fuck you, too. Every other state I know lets you do it. All right. 
So, yes. random review. Yes. Your turn. My turn. Fractal. Fractal. Fractal by you know what Cypher a fractal Prime. Is. I'm glad you know what a fractal is. I, I actually am very glad. Uh, fractal, Make Blooms, Not War, is a puzzle game by Cypher Prime. Oh, the guys that did Auditorium. Yes, and who are doing Auditorium 2 now that their Kickstarter was successful. Yes. Um, so it's a hex grid, and there are randomly activated nodes, okay? Okay. If you click on the grid next to an activated node, it pushes that node out away from where you clicked. In and a it doesn't line? In a straight line out, and it doesn't just push it out, it actually grows it out. So the one that you pushed and the square, ne- the hex next to it will be filled in. Okay. Right? Not the one you clicked, though. Not the one you clicked. Okay. The goal is to do this and make solid blocks of seven or more. Hmm. And then once you make this, the, the kind of larger hex block, uh, it actually explodes and sends out all six of the the border blocks, and they all travel out one square, and then if they hit something else, they can form a second explosion. Really hard to get when you first start. Uh, Don't start with the campaign, start with the puzzles, because those show you some of the basic techniques. Okay. Really, really fun game. I'm trying to actually watch some gameplay video, but I need to mute my system first. Yes. There we go. How's the music? It's good. Uh, it, it's a fast pace. You know, if you if you have anxiety problems, it might not be the best thing. Uh, it, it's pretty fast paced. However, unlike most other games, where when you are nearing danger, instead of speeding up, it slows down. So you have a finite number of moves in the campaign. Ah. And when you are approaching, like you you know you have two moves left, you have one move left, the music actually slows down. It's saying like, stop, look at what you're doing, and work this out. God, this game. I, I'm wa- I'm okay, so I'm watching a gameplay video right now. Yeah, and I'm understanding the pushes and the exploding. Yeah, but I wouldn't know where to right go. You know, it, it's like the whole idea of Othello. It takes a minute to learn, decades to master. You mean Reversi or whatever they called? Is that what a, they yeah Othello. marketed as a Reversi? Othello. Yeah, but in the U.S., somebody marked it as Reversi. Yeah, well, I always knew about it as Othello. And I'm pretty sure I live in the U.S. Marketed by Pressman under the table name Othello. Okay, so it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that on my phone. Okay. I'm watching this gameplay. It seems interesting. Oh, hey, funny thing. What? It was the deal of the day yesterday. (laughs) Oh. That's too bad. You missed out on 50% off. Eh. If only we had recorded yesterday. I'm sorry, I was a little busy yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the so that's my my kind of overall review. I haven't really reviewed it much. I told you how to play it. Uh, it's good. It is very good. I enjoy it. I also enjoy droplets, but I enjoy this. Okay. Also, Steam is up to five million people online right now. Is there a demo of this available? I do not know. Let's find out. Fractal. Make blooms, not war. It's only $7. Okay. Uh, no, there is no demo. Gotcha. But it is only $7. And it's Cypher Prime. I mean, they, they tend to do pretty quality work. That is true. But I still remember even the first couple of levels. I got the first couple of levels of Auditorium, but after that, I was like, uh... Really? Yeah. Oh, I beat the game. Oh, also, to increase the difficulty in Fractal, uh, you eventually get multicolors, and it has oh. to be a solid block of a single color. Oh, goodness. So, random topic? Yes, which is good timing because the video just finished playing. Okay. Random topic. Finally rolled a one. After, like, two years? Yes, this topic has been on there since June 28th, 2010. So, almost two years. Okay. Cephalopods. Cephalopods. Yes. That's it. 
That's it. This has been on there for a long time. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. We have not had a random topic like cephalopods for since, like, bobby pins. Oh, bobby pins. That was, what, number six? I think it was actually number two. It was somewhere way back there. I think it was in the single digits. Oh, I know it was in the single digits. That was way early on. So, yeah, cephalopods, for those who don't know, are Squid. mollusks. So squids, octopus, nautilus. Clams? I'm not sure if clams I know. Well, are. I know clams are mollusks. I don't think they're cephalopods, though. Well, let's let Wikipedia tell me where clams are. Clams. Mollusks. So are they part of... Yeah, mollusca classes. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay, well, we could also just look at these cephalopods on uh, Wikipedia. Characterized by bilateral body symmetry, prominent head, and a set of arms or tentacles. So no, a no. clam is not a cephalopod. No, it's not. They are freaky things. Yes, because they can squirt the ink, they've got all the tentacles, they can change color and do that whole hiding thing. Yeah, also, like, octopi are freaking brilliant. There was that octopi that picked all the World Cup somehow. That was a little weird. Yeah, but that's just random idiocy. Yeah. I'm talking about the fact that, like, octopi can solve puzzles. Yeah, crazy, crazy fucking animals. Ever... Ugh... I feel like just just looking at this Wikipedia article, I'm going to have nightmares that are something to do with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Or Sphere. No? No, I read the book. Michael Crichton's book? There wasn't a cephalopod in the book, was there? There was a fucking giant squid! In the book? You don't remember the giant squid in the book. No. They didn't make that up for the movie. That was in the book. Oh. In one of the, the units... Ah, members of the team start to die in various attacks by sea life in a new form of giant squid. Yeah. It glows green and smells of ammonia. Oh, yeah. It was like the, the key villain of the book. Andy fails at Crichton. You know how long ago it was that I read Sphere? Probably almost as long as it was for me. I don't know. I started reading Crichton back in elementary school. Okay, then maybe a little longer. I read it in middle. That's probably when I read it. Somewhere between 5th and 8th grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that squid gave me nightmares, and I haven't seen the movie. Cephalopods are scary-ass creatures. I think that's what we can conclude. Yes. They're freaky. Um, have you ever had any for food-wise? No. Oh, absolutely not. Never had nope. calamari? Nope. It's a trap. It's a trap. Oh, Akbar. <laughs> Akbar deep-fried and battered. Oh, Andy. No. Okay. I'm trying to think I of how to have, put one it, like, parting trap as a menu item. But I can't. What, for the, the internet meme cafe? I can't have cheeseburger cafe? Yeah. Well, no, it would just be like, it's a trap calamari salad. <laughs> yeah, I would have to do that, just calamari salad. Yep. So what were you going to say before I brought that up? I was going to say, I, I have one instruction for you and anyone listening. Uh, speaking of George Lucas. Yes. Is to look up the video for Paul and Storm Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving by Paul and Storm. Okay. Okay. On a, on a side note, um, Dave, do you realize nobody entered our March contest? About what we're doing wrong? I'll yes. take it. <laughs> Evidently, we need to just keep going. Keep trucking. I mean, we uh, we did kind of forget to bring it back up a couple yeah. times. Uh, but yeah, okay. No one entered March. No one won. That's sad. If you f- would feel like, you know, sending comments. We would appreciate it. And I do, you know, at the end of every episode, tell you where to send comments and everything else. So. Yep. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good week, everyone. See ya.